Spark Lab. Come sit with us and share ideas. Me, you are listening to the voice of Tunde Badmos, and you are on Spark Lab. Today promises to be an exciting and explosive session that you would want to replay over and over again. So, joining me today is the amazing, incredible Sarah Lovestyle. Let me tell you about Sarah just a little bit. Sarah is an influencer, Sarah is a chef, Sarah is an angel investor, and an all-round sweetheart. You love Sarah by by the time we finish this interview. Sarah, you are welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome, Sarah. Like, we have been waiting to have you for a while, and when you said you were going to do this, we were so, so excited. Everybody's just like, okay, this is the moment we're waiting for. So, without saying so much, let me go straight into it. Can you tell us a bit about Sarah? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm actually Sarah Balamengesha, <laughs> which is my Ethiopian name. Yeah. Um, but I live in Washington, D.C. I am a wife, a mom of two incredible, beautiful baby boys. Nice. Um, I am an autism mom. I am an angel investor, as you, as you said. I'm a chef. I'm a cookbook author and uh, an angel investor, which has turned into a huge passion po- project for me. And I just I, I love the process. I love the whole thing. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, let's talk based with your influencer life. You've been sure. an influencer for a while. What is mm-hmm. the job of a lifestyle influencer for the people that don't know? You said what's the job? Of a lifestyle influencer for the guys that don't know. Yeah, so being a lifestyle influencer is interesting because it, the scope is so wide and how it looks for different people and from one lifestyle influencer to another is very different. So for me, I had to decide between my passion and my purpose. And they're not necessarily synonymous. So when I realized that what I'm passionate about isn't necessarily what felt purposeful for me, that's where I focused my attention is what made me, what gave gave me purpose. So for me, I focused on the lifestyle of being a mother, uh, being an autism mom, which is actually why I started my brand to begin with. I focused on food because I'm passionate about food. So every day is different, Mm -hmm. but I also work probably 12 to 14 hours every day creating (laughs) content and making sure that I'm up to date with what's happening uh, as an influencer. Um, Yeah, lifestyle is interesting in fitness, in health. I just love the process. And I would notice you work out a lot. Where do yes. you get the energy from? <laughs> uh, you know what? When So when I was 23, uh, I had a heart attack a week after mm. I had my son. And wow. I was over 200 pounds. I was unhealthy. Uh, and the stress of it was just too much. Energy mm. is because I want to live. It's, it's mm. <laughs> you know, nothing can scare you like almost you know, dying, especially when, you know, you've got a newborn baby, mm-hmm. I wanted to live. So every day it's that consistent reminder. That's where I get my energy from. Awesome. 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 Glad to know that. You know, the, um, most times when brand um, engage influencers, sometimes they want to take over the creative process. Sometimes it's both ways. Mm-hmm. But what do you do when you find you work with a brand that totally want to tell you what to do? How do you manage that? Oh, I just say no. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, um, you know, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. for for me, I am not willing to compromise my values. There's just some things I'm not willing to do. My value, um, things that are too risky, things yeah. that don't align with my brand or or who I am, I don't do. Um, and, and, and the thing about working with brands is it should be a collaboration. Yeah. So brands will say, these are the things that we expect. And I will say, okay, these are the, you know, there's an art to negotiations. Mm-hmm. I find most times if, if it's a really kind conversation, if it's a happy conversation yeah. that brands are really flexible, I think where things can get, you know, if you're a jerk about it, then you know, then the then the company won't want to work with you. But I find that brands are really open to collaborations when it benefits their brand. Yes. But if they're very specific about what they want and it doesn't align with me, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just I'm not doing it. Great. It's good to hear that because it means you're not compromising because your audience really matter. You know, you, you do it for your audience, so. It's pretty much Correct. what yeah the audience wants, not what the client wants. Fantastic, fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So you've done a lot of campaigns with brands over the years. Uh, what would, would you say makes a successful campaign for you as an influencer? For me, it's when like I love when the brand is ecstatic with something that I've created. When yeah. when they love what I've done when they love because I love the creative process so when the brand yes. looks at the the final product and I'm like yes and they mm. love it mm. then I feel like I've done my job and then obviously the most important part is the ROI right it's the yeah. return on investment for mm-hmm. the brand mm-hmm. so I cre- it, it it really doesn't matter if I create this great campaign and there's no return yes that makes it for a very difficult process. So even when when it can resonate with my audience and my audience is like, yes, I love this. I love what it does. I love what you've created. I love that I can use it. And then they go either buy it or they sign up. Yeah. That's what makes me happy. Awesome. Awesome. You have quite a number of followers or will I say um, friends following you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, you offer them very interesting content in the area of food, in the area of workout. In the area of, for me, the workout stood out for me. Like you know, I, I was very drawn to that. What would you say <laughs> your audience love most about what you do? I would say, you know, it's interesting. My audience. So the important part about being an influencer is understanding your audience, right? Yes. Who are they? What do they look like? Where are they from? Yes. What resonates with them? Um, is there a problem that they're having and how do I create value to answer or solve that problem? That is literally the basis of all influence. So if I know that my audience loves the workouts, guess what? I'm going to give you more workouts. Um, and there's a core part of my audience that loves the workouts. So I make sure every day, whether that's on my stories or on my actual feed, you're going to get the workouts. If it's someone who loves the cooking and the recipes, I give them that, yeah. and and I you know I give them all that. Um, the interesting thing is though, as an influencer, if you're starting out, the key that everybody says is you have to like niche down, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've you've got to come down to one thing. Yeah. I actually don't think that that's necessarily true. Mm-hmm. I think is it important to know what your number one thing is? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
but you have to remember that your story is your niche and nobody yeah. can tell it like you do. Sure. So for for me, sometimes it's evolving. So right now, my number one thing is actually my brand coaching. Um, people are really loving the, the the message and the gems and the stories from different people, from my friends who are who are telling you how to create influence or how to build a brand or how to scale it. So right now, that's my driving force. And then my second thing would be the fitness. Those are the two things that drive my brand right now. Awesome, awesome. Good stuff you're doing. As for me, sometimes, you know, because I've been in this game for a while, I always want to, like, um, see how an influencer can have a global perspective, right? And mm -hmm. no matter what you do, if it's the niche thing, if it's a, an array of things, there is, for me, the ultimate goal would be influencing a lot, a lot of people across the world. You know, because mm -hmm. your voice is, is your voice and your voice is powerful. You guys have a powerful voice. What would you say is an ingredient to become a global influencer? It's all about messaging. The ability to tell your story that is easily digestible is how it goes global. Where you're from doesn't necessarily dictate who your audience is. The, the mm. beautiful thing about social media, like I'm in the United States, yeah. you found me yeah. in, you know, in Nigeria, yeah. on social media, you can connect with anyone. Um, it's, it's interesting. So I have a, a base of followers that's in Nigeria. I have a base of followers that's in um, the UK. I have followers that are in, um, in India. And I, I pay attention to my analytics. And the reason for that is, okay, there is something that I'm saying that is resonating with yeah. this audience across the globe. So I want to make sure that they feel seen, that they feel heard. So I give more content based on understanding what they like to see. Mm -hmm. So just because you're in Nigeria, mm -hmm. if you create content that other people can connect with, mm -hmm. that's how you build the global brand. Fantastic, fantastic. You, I, I've been trying to see how you manage to keep up with putting out content. I, I, want, I one time blogged for a while, and I know how stressful, how time-consuming it can be. <laughs> how do you yeah. keep up, Sarah? Tell us, how do you do it? So that's probably the number one question that I get uh, in my emails, my DMs. Yeah. And... To be honest with you, it is all about having a system in place. Okay. Like I have a very specific process. Mm -hmm. So because I have four or five different platforms, I also have four or five different sectors of my brand. Mm -hmm. So I will like Mondays are the days when I do my coaching. So I only do coaching on Mondays. Okay. And then on Tuesdays are the days when I will do um, interviews. This is the day where I'm, I connect with my team. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, Wednesday is a different day. So being really intentional about your schedule. The mm. other thing that I do as well is I don't get up until something is complete. Mm. So if I'm writing a blog and my time for writing this one blog is one hour, yeah. I have one hour to complete it. Mm. 
But if it's not complete, I don't get up. Wow. And I know me, I am like a militant when it comes to my schedule. <laughs> so I, uh, and I have children, so yeah. I have to stick to a schedule. The other thing that I do too, which might not be the healthiest or the smartest, is I get up really early. And then I work at night after my children go to bed. So my children usually go to bed about 7.30 p.m. 8 p.m. is what I call the second half of my work day. So from 8 p.m. to midnight, 1 o'clock is when I will also work. Um, but making sure that you complete projects. I think starting 17 things and not completing a single one of them isn't smart, right? It, it's, it isn't pushing things back just doesn't accomplish anything True. so it's all about and and i work around my children so i oh. i i'm very active with my kids i'm very present with my children oh. but it's it's having a schedule otherwise it's just a mess i mean there's no way i would get anything done wow it means you follow through to the latter wow that yes is pretty pretty impressive i think it's a super super talent like everyone should have Awesome stuff, Sarah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let me move on to the other part, which you do so well as well, which is angel investing. Tell me. <laughs> First of all, because I'm from Nigeria and I'm from Africa, would you love to invest in Africa? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, my first investment is actually with... Um, I've always wanted to get into it, but I didn't know how. I didn't really understand the business. Okay. Uh, and then one day from the heavens, <laughs> um, his name is actually Edward. Okay. Ed falls into my hand. And Ed wow. is a founder that lives in Austin, Texas, but mm. he is from Zimbabwe. Okay. And he created this tech called Moon, this tech company wow. called Moon Ultralight. And immediately as an influencer, when I see this light, mm. I get it. I get it. I know it. I see the vision. I know where it's going. True. I'm like, I, I understand it. Cool. And when I got invested, um, when I started investing, I understood why people do it. It's addicting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like gambling, but you're trying to find the unicorn. Mm. And you know when you hit the unicorn that it's going to be something that's, you know, grand. Yeah. Um, but but I love the fact, like, we're we're both, you know, immigrants from, from a continent where right. people didn't give us a shot and they didn't give us a chance. Um, and then uh, every single investment that I've done has a minority owner um, or a minority founder. So that's important to me. Would I invest in... Uh, in, in Africa, absolutely. If it's the right fit and if it's the right uh, founder and we connect well. Because at the end of the day, you invest in people, not necessarily true, true. In, in the product. Because true. the product can be exceptional, but if the founder is irresponsible, negligent, then it doesn't matter. So it's really the person you have to connect awesome. with. And for me, that's important. Awesome. awesome. I'm sure a founder is listening, a Nigerian or African founder is listening right now. And if you want to reach out to us, just shoot me an email at info at sparksomething.com or you follow us on social media at sparksomethingng on Instagram. Or better still, follow Sarah as well and shoot a DM at Sarah Lobster on Instagram. Because, man, the sky is a stepping stone. So, but I also want to know what sectors, because you already said, yeah, you invest in the people. 
but what sectors are you really interested in so that maybe we can narrow things down a little bit as well i love technology okay um i feel like there's no there's no ceiling for technology. There's always the opportunity to grow, whether it's in software or um, the technology or, um, you know, creating light or creating within computers or within medicine. Yeah. It can go in a thousand different places. Yeah, um, I, I know my lane and I'm not that I'm not smart in that sector. I, ha I have my <laughs> my expertise and technology is not it. <laughs> But I know how to invest in the people who Good. who have that knowledge. Cool, awesome, awesome. And yes, uh, I wish you all the best in your future investments. Yes, and uh, hopefully, because I also uh, was in the court back here in Nigeria, and I have a lot of um, founders within my network. Fortunately, we should be doing something soon. That I would love to hear about it. Send it my way. I'm. I love it. No problems. No problems. All right. So um, we've taken a lot of your time. Trust me, Sarah. I don't want to bore you so much with a lot of questions, but I also want to touch base with your personal life. Um, okay. I know you are an immigrant from Ethiopia, and mm -hmm. offline you shared some things with me and it was quite touching and I know it's, it's also going to inspire somebody listening to this. Can you shed more light into how, you know, you are who you are today in the United States? Yeah, so my, so back in Ethiopia in the 80s, there was a war. Obviously, there was a lot of that. Um, and my, my parents uh, fleed Ethiopia and they actually met in Sudan and they met, got married, fell in love, obviously. And then they had me. And when I was born, I was born in a refugee camp. Wow. And my father, after I was born, I and I still remember it really vividly. He would tell me, like, every time a, pl a plane would pass, he would tell me, Sarah, one day we're going to America. Hmm. And he would tell me the story every day. One day we're going okay. to America. And my dad, it's interesting. So my dad is a visionary. And I think that's where I get where I get it from and so he he would be able to speak into what he wanted and you speak something enough that it becomes a reality and um and and it almost didn't because I almost died in a fire uh one of our neighbors was cooking and she fell asleep and you know it's not the homes weren't built back then in a refugee camp the way they're built now and so it kind of just set the entire neighborhood on fire and I was sleeping inside but my dad, um, like the hero that he is, you know, comes out and he, he saves me. Super dad. And we we end up coming to America after a few people actually blocked us coming here. Um, and a church in Virginia saw a, a photo of me and they saw these bright eyes <laughs> and this huge smile. <laughs> And they decided that that was the family that they wanted to to bring to America. Wow. So that's how that's how we got here. Wow. Um, and it's been a you know it's been an interesting journey. I think I've always lived my life in a way that obviously made my family proud and made my culture proud, mm -hmm. but also understanding the sacrifices that that my parents made to get me here. It's mm -hmm. not that I owed them to make something of myself. It's I owed it to myself True. to create the life that my parents dreamed for me. Awesome. Wow. That is some inspiring story. And if you are from Africa and you are listening to this, I'm sure you have been touched. I'm sure you have been inspired to do more because it's more than just what we do. 
you know it's the how we do it it is you know the story behind what we do and i really appreciate you so much for sharing that so we can be whoever we want to be um yes we are talking about we you know we are talking about marketing technology and all but at the, at the end of the day it is who we want to be that comes out at the end of the day so everyone out there please do not give up regardless of the field you want to go into if it's still the marketing if it's still technology you know if it's media please go for your dreams in any part of the world because this is you know it's a small world right now go for it please and if you need help or assistance we are here to help you because yeah we are also finding ourselves we are not saying we are perfect but there is you know we have experiences during this and which sarah as and can bring you the table anytime in the day fantastic Sarah. i really appreciate you but before i let you go there is a segment yes. yeah i'm sure you are familiar with by now it's called this or that so it's just gonna help <laughs> us know a little bit about you and just okay. have fun on the show so are you ready you need, you need i'm to ready one out of the two options given to you all right okay let's go beer or wine wine Train or bus? Train. Italian food or Chinese food? Oh, <laughs> uh, Chinese. But I love both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Being able to eat whatever you want and not gain weight, or never have to work and have money. Uh, uh, we're gonna go with the first one. <laughs> I, <love food. laughs> I know, right? Okay. Now this is for okay. Aerobic exercise or cardio? Uh, aerobic. I can't stand cardio. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do it, but I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Cool. Mas- mansion or farmhouse? Uh, farmhouse. Okay, like that. Country girl, okay. Yes. Facebook or Twitter? Uh, can I say neither? I can't stand either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have either one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. Hmm. Okay. Would you rather never hear music again or lose the ability to read? Oh. Yes. It's tough, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I always want to be able to read, so probably lose music, but that's very painful. It's very, very <laughs> painful, man, with all the good music we have in town. All right. Would you rather find true love or be rich? Uh, true love. Hmm. Okay. Would you rather take a look at your mom or your dad's internet history? Um, that could be a little creepy. Uh, probably my mom's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one. Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? Uh, golden voice. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool stuff. And that's uh, the end of that segment. But before I let you leave, any last words? for our listeners, Sarah? 
Yeah, so two things that I, w- I want to make sure I say, um, regardless of what your circumstances are and regardless of where you live, where you come from, yes. use that to fuel you. Um, you know, for me, I started my brand um, from a place of frustration uh, and anger because of the situation I was dealing with with yes. my son, um, my autistic son. And my prayer to God was, Lord, do something with this, mm. please. Spark Lab, come sit with us and share ideas.